So this is one of the worst times to start a business. At least that's what was in my head about a dozen years ago. I find myself standing in an empty office that I just signed a big scary lease on. I had the idea that I wanted to migrate. I started with a career in stage hypnosis and then decided I wanted to open up shop Virginia Hypnosis. I wanted to see live clients one to one. And I signed this big scary lease as this motivational strategy where some of us play that game of I'm gonna dip my toes in, I'm gonna start part-time, and I'm gonna slowly ease my way into this, right? Or perhaps maybe we're doing something else part-time, and with a little bit of clever phrasing, we position ourselves as being really busy. Well, you know, my schedule's full, but I only could see you on Wednesday nights or Saturday mornings <laughs> because you're busy off doing some other job. I decided that there's no way to do it except to go all in. I signed that big scary lease and again standing in this empty space that's I mean torn apart, boxes and crap left over from the people who had vacated that office going, what the hell am I going to do with all of this? You know that feeling when you're thinking to yourself that the best thing to do might be just to give up, find a way to back out of it? You know that feeling when you know that the services you offer can change people's lives but you haven't yet figured out the right mindset systems and words to get those people to come in? Well, ever since that moment, taking that experience and realizing that if something was going to happen, I had to be the one to change my mind about it. That for all of us as hypnotists, the message that we share with our clients, so often we need to be the one who actually absorbed that message more than anyone else. So to look around this crowd, many of you are brand new to this and perhaps are just getting started and wondering how do you get those first 50, those first 100 clients. Many of you are already working as hypnotists, and many of you may find yourself in a situation similar where I found myself many years ago, where I found I was working so many hours and business seemed to be going well, but at the end of every year, the income was exactly the same, right? You think you're doing better, you look at the end of the year, and again, everything ends up being a little stagnant. Well, here's the thing. I believe that the best thing that all of us can do as professionals in this industry is to become massively successful at what we do. You've probably heard me before on the podcast say, the more we're all successful, the more we're all successful. When we're out there creating that raving fan base of clients who have created some massive changes in their lives, that's better than any marketing message that we can talk about. That's better than any online campaign. And as much as I'm known as one of the business guys teaching, here are the systems that I use, here are the step-by-step -step functions, when it's that raving fan base, those people out there talking about what results they've had in your office, that's where even as much as I'm doing all this crazy online marketing these days, the majority of people are coming in by way of word of mouth, coming in by way of referral. So the very best thing you can do is to go out there and become massively successful at all of this. So in the past dozen years or so, while other people talked about building that six-figure hypnosis business, I've built three of them. I see live clients, I do live programs and I teach online. Each of these things is its own separate six-figure hypnosis business. And I give you this as a mindset going into all of this because really the only limitation are our own expectations. The limitations of what we believe are possible. Looking at the mindsets around, I'll call this out here. Years ago I was asked and I was told that online programs are not as good. It's not good unless you're live in the room. And this is the same mindset I want you to take into your sessions. We have this funny little part of our community that goes, that technique doesn't work. Or this one method is the only thing that produces change. You need to step off to the side and ask yourself, how do I make this thing work even better? 
Later on, I'm going to be talking about online marketing, online strategy. I'm at an event a few years ago, and I'm talking about Facebook marketing there. And true story, I am being accosted in the bathroom uh, with people going, that doesn't work. <laughs> and I'm there going, I, I, I'm doing a workshop on this at uh, you know, 10 o'clock. Well, no, they won't let you run ads for weight loss. Again, I'm doing a workshop at 10 a.m. I'm going to be showing the exact strategy step by step that I'm doing, which are actually weight loss ads. Yeah, but that doesn't work. <laughs> 10 a.m., come on in. <laughs> so again, we need to have that message as much as our clients. So a lot of this, I encourage you to step into that suggestible state. So some of the things I'm going to share with you, you can fall prey to the game that I did many years ago. I found myself in a workshop. And by way of correlation, the guy running the workshop, it was on some NLP modeling principles. And he called me out in the group in a really friendly, positive way. He goes, Jason's probably top notch at this. Jason sees a couple of dozen clients a week. He's having to do this nonstop. And I'm there going, hey, yes, I'm good at this. And I was the first one to find myself completely lost in the workshop. Why? Because the truth is when you're doing this, what are you doing? You're really doing this. So it's where I may talk about some things this morning that might be things that you're already doing. But look at the bigger picture as to what the strategy is beneath it. So this whole mindset of in this workshop, I'm going to be sharing with you the exact strategies that I'm currently using. And I'm going to give you the whole framework as to why I do what I do. Years ago, I go to a marketing event and someone's presenting something in the front of the room. I raise my hand. I ask a follow-up question. And he responds, I've never actually done this myself. I learned it from this book, and he holds up someone else's book. I thought it was really cool, and I wanted to share it with all of you. And at the right moment when he was writing on the board, I found a reason to get the hell out of that room. Because everything I'm going to share with you now, say, stay, <laughs> everything, <laughs> take the belt off, <laughs> everything I'm going to share today, I position myself as the hypnosis business guinea pig. There were times where here's someone who saw me speak last year, he picked up one of my programs, and he catches me in the hallway and he goes, do you have anything on cold calling doctors? And I go, no, because that sucked when I tried it. <laughs> Here's what I did instead. So instead, giving you the actual strategies that I'm doing right now. Uh, there's an odd bit of inspiration behind this. This will explain a lot of my humor, that at eight years old, I am front row watching George Carlin with my parents. <laughs> Enough said. <laughs> but the mindset that I heard an interview with George Carlin at one point where he goes, I do that HBO special every single year, not because they pay him a lot of money, but he goes, because then I can't tour with that act. I can't go on the road and do those same jokes again because then they're upset. I burn the material because then I have to come up with something else. And here's the mindset, and this is going to sound egotistical, but it's not. I'm going to show you exactly what I'm doing right now because you can't do it exactly the way that I do it because you shouldn't. You should do it your way. You should do it the way that you do it. It should fit your personality. Here's someone here who uh, I did some consulting with and she did some great videos for her website. And I'm looking at these videos and I go, those are wonderful, those are fantastic, but you're trying to be me. You're trying to use my cadence, my delivery, the way that I talk, and that's not you. And I found the, uh, the wonderful skill of the pattern interrupt. 
I told her, you're a very professional, respectful person. You carry yourself like the sort of corporate Fortune 500 person. That's a different audience than how I communicate. I draw those people in, but there's this real sort of hands-on, let me talk directly to you mindset. And of course, I told her to go for the pattern interrupt, yell the most offensive expletive she possibly could, and then talk to the barrel of the lens of the camera as if it was one person. She sent me the videos, they were phenomenal, even better. She left the camera on when she yelled, fill in the blank. So <laughs> my, my goal today is to actually, again, to peel back the curtain behind a lot of what I'm currently doing right now. As uh, Will Ferrell would say when he pretended to be George W. Bush, you're gonna learn the real strategery uh, behind a lot of what I do. Uh, that is a real word, at least now I claim it is. But getting to that mindset of, again, here's what's working now. And it's where you're gonna see that you know, you could take this entire presentation. Yes, I've kind of put it down to uh, seven secrets of booking high dollar services. Let's focus that and make this a better workshop. Uh, look at that. Oh, that's quality. Yes. Hold for applause. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> but that mindset of, again, many of you I know are already working as hypnotists. The goal is, again, to scale up that business year after year. And this mindset of high dollar services, yes, we're gonna be talking about booking those higher rate clients. How is it that, and this is the dynamic shift that I really want you to take away from this. By running a more effective business, you are not just padding your pocketbook, you're not just you know, padding your savings account, we're providing a better service for our clientele. When you see all the steps, all the psychology, all the nuances behind where we're going this morning, the dynamic in my business has really changed. It used to be, as we'd often hear, you're my last resort, I really hope this works, nothing else has worked so far. But to have that dynamic shift where you have planted enough seeds, you have put enough information out there that by the time they're on the phone with you, now the dialogue is, I am so excited for Thursday. I've been struggling with this for so long, I'm so ready to be rid of this thing once and for all. That's where we're going today. So again, you owe it to your clients to become massively successful in your business. The more people we reach, the more benefit we create, the more we all grow as a profession. And to keep up my traditional style, 11 minutes in, good morning, my name is Jason Lynette. <laughs> Make them care before you ask them to listen. Ooh, we're gonna come back to that time and time again. Networking events, hi, I'm Joe, I'm the accountant. Hi, I'm Susie, I'm the real estate agent. Draw them in, sell the value, then pivot into the introduction. Fun, right? By the way, I see some of you frantically taking notes. Uh, I do something fun with my presentations, uh, which is the fact that I'm filming this as long as the red light is still on, and uh, I will share this video with all of you, plus my nerds in the back, as we now lovingly refer to them, will have every bit of this transcribed. So there's some elements of this where I will like switch on performance mode and then go, here's my exact voicemail right now, and here's what benefit it's serving. So it's where you can develop carpal tunnel right now trying to write it all out, but give me like three weeks uh, and then you'll have it. Sound good? Thank you. Awesome. So my backstory was again, getting into hypnosis by way of an accident, like many of us. Someone came to my college, did a stage hypnosis show. I go, oh, that's cool. And decided to read as much as I could, decided to learn as much as I possibly could pick up. And really in the early days, that time standing in that empty office, uh, I found myself at a local meetup event where it's supposed to be all helper, healer, hypno people, right? And yay, abundance, and oh hell no. It's gonna be slow your first year. No one's gonna come to someone with, uh, without testimonials or reviews. Maybe you should get a part-time job, right? And basically, again, I decided if I bought into that premise, 
that was going to be my result. So this mindset that I refuse to believe in that story. If I believed in that story, that would be the result, which here comes soapbox number one. Let's keep track and count. Oh, I can't see but so many people in my office each day because they come in with their problems and it just wears you down. I only can handle a few people a week. If you've ever said those words, congratulations. I'm not gonna say you're a crappy hypnotist, but <laughs> trying to make eye contact with Doug O'Brien. <laughs> no, it's where you're associating with the wrong part of the client. See them as the result, bring them along for the ride with that attitude every session is good to great. You can walk out with the same energy you walked in the door with. When you work in that format, every process is exhilarating, and the fact that they're in the chair with you that day means they're no longer in that old problem story they used to live in. So this mindset of, again, looking at how do we reinvent the wheel, back to being at that marketing event, and the guy going, I've never used this before. Uh, respectfully, I stopped learning from hypnotists how to run their businesses because I was finding a little too much of the armchair philosophy, I started going to these million dollar marketers to see what were they doing. Where we're all excited to book that $150 client, yay, raise your rates. Uh, <laughs> yet I was finding, let me learn from the guy who did a product launch online and brought in $15 million in a weekend. So it's where I've done the work for you, that's where we're going, let's jump directly in. So the second part of that word, N-I-C-H-E. If we've hung out before, stay out of this. How is that word pronounced? Niche. niche. Why, my friends? Because niche. niche rhymes with rich. <laughs> Sorry, I know other people invented the language. That doesn't mean we can't perfect it. <laughs> so this is a bit of a mindset. And here's the biggest takeaway. If you can define exactly who your audience is, one of the best phrases I've heard in the last couple of years is that the best marketing message, the best business message, the best communication begins in the problem state language of the consumer and ends in the solution state language of the expert. Let me now poke fun of half of you in this room. Uh, <laughs> It's my fat release program because people unconsciously want to find things that they lose, right? So I don't call it weight loss, I call it fat release. And man, you're clever with your reframing, but nobody is finding you online. Start with the language of the consumer in the problem state. Reframe them on the phone. We'll talk about that. <laughs> but again, that mindset that if you can define their specific pain points, magical things begin to happen. And it's where I'll share, and I'll talk through some of these examples here. There are markets that, I, I live by the phrase in my office that there only needs to be one expert in the room. And that expertise goes in multiple directions with multiple definitions. So first of all, I am the expert of the hypnotic process. Therefore, there's a reason why they're coming to me and I'm guiding them through the work. And yes, we sometimes have those people who call us up and uh, they've done an amazing job of problem solving their issue on their own, right? Uh, guy calls me up. Yeah, um, you're, you're not a doctor, right? It's like, no, I don't represent myself. Is when he goes, oh, good, because I'm doing something illegal, which is a great way to begin a consult. <laughs> <laughs> I have a fear of public speaking, and my neighbor takes Xanax for anxiety, and whenever I have a presentation, I bum a Xanax from him. I don't even have to take it, but if it's in my pocket when I'm giving the presentation, I don't feel anxious. Right? So can you hypnotize me? Sometimes I forget it. Could you hypnotize me to always believe the Xanax is in my pocket? That way I don't feel, feel afraid of public speaking. 
I'm like, well, yeah, we could, but there might be a more direct route than this. <laughs> Let's solve the issue. But it's where, again, if you can define through the expertise, yes, I can meet that expectation, but also through metaphor, here's stories of people that I've worked with, and I can build that foundation as to here's what we can actually do in the session, right? Here are the results. Here's a video of someone else telling their story. This is going to come up many times over because show is always better than tell. Rather than me stand there and say, here's how great I am, here's John telling the story of, you know what, Jason helped me out, but there was a problem with that. When I got the promotion at work because I got over the fear of public speaking, now I had to manage a team of people who were unruly, and I'm bringing the stress home. This is a new problem. It's a new problem that's worth 60 extra thousand dollars a year to me, but help me out with this thing too. So he's hearing that this process works rather than me saying, here's how awesome I am. So if you can define their pain points and you can dig deeper into specific categories, here's the list. If you can identify within a community, what are the words that they're saying? What are the magazines they're already reading? What are the books they're currently looking for? Who are the authors? Who are the gurus in their industry? And again, what are the language patterns that they're using? If you can understand the language of the expert, the consumer in the problem state, you know where to find them. The benefit of this now becomes, again, show is always better than tell. This is where I can now go to a networking event. I can offer that presentation. We've all heard the model of go out and give the live talk. And they all want you to go up there and stand behind the lectern. It's a lectern, not a podium. Podium is the thing you stand on. Pod is the Latin word for foot. Grammar nerd out. So stand behind the lectern <laughs> and then give them the experience. So rather than stand there and say, here's the history of hypnosis, here's all the players and the characters, here's what it's good for. Instead, here comes our good friend, the double bind. If I'm at the event, who are the people in that audience? If it's like a chamber of commerce, they're business people. Our good friend, the double bind. Hey, I've got two presentations. One is on stress relief for professionals in their industry. The other is for influential public speaking. Of those two presentations, which one would be the best fit for your group? Which obvious third cho choice did I leave out? They don't want me. But they go, oh, I like that one. So again, that mindset of positioning myself in front of those people. So now what's different? I am now, as I am, the hypnotist working with people who are specialists in their own industries. Yet again, the same language I shared with you in the opening. You know your service can change people's lives but you don't yet have the right words to share it. And it's from there, now here's the real benefit. Soapbox number two. Oh, there's someone else in my area doing hypnosis. We're gonna get rid of that commodity mindset. When you position yourself as the expert in that micro niche, that's where suddenly now, and I want you to hear this from the most loving, helping place I can, on the phone it becomes a courtesy that you explain, this is what you're going to pay at the office. And this is something that, again, some of this is a little bit of a long game strategy. So one of the specific markets that I now target are men who are in the category of being what's called skinny fat. And I'm looking around to see if anyone nods and someone is. How much more? Two. There we go. <laughs> Three. Uh, the category is here's the person who has lost a lot of weight. And then, now they're slim in their clothing, but when the clothing is off, there's a little bit of excess skin, they're not as slender as they would look. Now these are the men who then figure out that they need to now work on building muscle. 
So they did the rapid fat loss, but now there's some building out. They call it the shrink wrap effect to build out the body. So again, the mindset here is that sometimes we do some things in our business that we cannot directly financially track. So it's where my trainings fill up because of the Work Smart Hypnosis podcast that goes out every single Thursday. And yet I can't play the game that because someone listened to this specific episode, that's where they then went to this resource and then they went over there. So this category of skinny fat, men, what can I start to do here? A little bit of market research online to start to play the game of just figuring out who are the players in their community? What are the books that they're currently reading? What are the terms that they're looking for? Which by the way, I'm going to share a cool resource in a few moments here, which is all about if you can identify those search terms that people are already looking for, put up a video on YouTube with that specific phrase and those people will find you. So what if there was like one best-selling author in that entire industry that I'm now talking about? And what if on the back of the, at least for a few days, best-selling non-fiction book on Amazon, I have a testimonial from that best-selling author talking about how great my work is? Long game strategy, which again, start the relationship by reaching out and here's how I actually got these high profile testimonials on the back of the book. The favorite being the actor comedian Kevin Pollack. Uh, of course, the partial ocular albino from Wayne's World 2. I have now identified my best friends in this group. Hey, Tracy. Uh, <laughs> um, Jason Lynette clearly knows what he's talking about. Hell, he quotes me in his book and I have no idea what better recommendation you think there is to an author. It's amazing how easy it is to get in contact with high profile people. How? Well, first of all, I sent an email uh, to Kevin's people. Uh, he had a podcast, which he's now retired from. Uh, and the subject line of the email was a clothed adult male saying nice things about Kevin. Sell the next step. <laughs> the email subject line sold. Okay, we'll open this one. And I'm there with a copy of his book, Smiling Screenshot Video, big old play button in the middle. If you get my emails, it's the same format I almost do, always do. And it starts off by going, hey, here's something I've learned from you and I wanna share your message with my audience. I heard you one time say, if you're not creating, you're waiting. And that's a message that changed my life. I wrote about it in my book. I'd love to have your blessing to give that reference in my book. And if you'd be so kind to give a blurb in the back of the book, I'd love that which again, opening yourself up to different audiences. Think bigger about the things that you do. I have a guy who's on my website and actually we'll open this up here. Let's go in real time and actually show a few things. Let's in slideshow for a moment. Cause again, let's open up some of the real stuff here. Is that up there? It's loading. We'll talk about website here in a moment. This guy comes into my office for weight loss. The whole mindset behind business that I live by is build assets and leverage them. So you get some piece of, uh, some piece of uh, media, you get some bit of good feedback. It becomes the game of going, what can I do with this? Who are the people who need to see this specific asset? So guy by the name of Philip comes into my office and primarily he's looking to curb his sweet tooth. And that's a real big issue because he's diabetic. So we work together and as he says, you know what's great about this, I didn't have the goal of losing weight, but I dropped about 12 pounds as we worked together. Hey, I saw those videos on your website. Would you like me to do a testimonial video for you? Oh, if you have to. <laughs> and there's Philip. Eliminate sugar cravings, Philip's story. By the way, 
the phenomenon of the meme is an amazing technology sell the next step the image on that video screenshot sells click the button to watch the video it says eliminate sugar cravings activate your language Ooh, let's use our hypnotic skills here too many people are using passive language I can help you to do this I can help you to do that notice that's the perfect form of a embedded command eliminate sugar cravings hit them with that punchy language right away activate your language even better go through your websites find those commands you want to activate put them in bold it just works market tested for you so here's Philip telling the story of being a diabetic and how big of an issue it is having sugar cravings eating too many sweet foods balancing out his uh, blood sugar numbers and as a result of doing hypnosis he now has zero cravings for those foods and if you've been thinking about this, just go ahead and call Jason. It's an amazing experience. Not to get too deep into the technology of this, but we can target specific markets online like never before. If you had a hypnotic program for people in Phoenix, Arizona, who liked peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, in about one minute I can show you how to position your message in front of those people. The world has become a whole lot smaller. Now here's where we start to blend the gap between media and marketing because with zero call to action this video now streams to people in a geographic area around my office who have identified an interest in diabetic organizations. There's a problem with that online campaign. It works too well and it's such a small specific audience again micro niche. By being such a small audience, I'll run it, I'll see the engagements, this is where we're nerding out on tech, I can actually see in the ad portals online how frequently a person sees the ad. By the way, a good mindset around this, did you know, this is new, Starbucks sells coffee. Right? And when's the last time you saw an advertisement from Starbucks for coffee? Pretty frequently. Did you know that McDonald's sells hamburgers? Did you know that Apple sells computers, right? So again, looking at the mindset of reminding people, but I don't want to become that pest. So I can actually see in the ad portal online how frequently that person is seeing that ad. So there's a churn rate to it. I have to turn it on, I have to turn it off. But again, micro niche, here's the message. If you try to sell to everybody, you end up selling to nobody. But now here's someone just like them. They've got those specific problems. And here he is talking about that one specific need. This isn't necessarily a workshop on list building and email segmentation, but it's where the people who call me up for stop smoking get emails from me about stop smoking. The people who call me up for fear of flying get emails from me about fear of flying. The people who call me about public speaking don't get messages from me about weight loss because they're already uncomfortable up there speaking. I'm not going to call them fat accidentally. So again, target your message specifically to what they're looking for. And that's where, again, you never again become that commodity. You become that expert that they're absolutely looking for. If you can define who they are. I'll give you another example. If you're doing one of the biggest things I've ever done to grow my business in the early days was a little concept, I'll write it up here, was a little concept in marketing called a tripwire, which sounds very violent, <laughs> but in our mindset it's actually very healing. Tripwire, I'm going to sell something at a rel relatively reasonable rate, 
but then the people who identify they want that thing are now self-identifying that they want something else. So I did a standard self-hypnosis workshop. Uh, hour and a half routine, I now call this the group session machine. Hour and a half routine, people would come in, I would teach the self-hypnosis. At the end of it, there'd be a natural pivot. You can make use of everything I've shared with you here, you could find some results, though I know many of you would find greater benefit by more personalized attention. And for that, I'd then explain my one-to-one -one services. I'd run an hour and a half routine, I'd sell it for $15, uh, so for $50, 15 people in the room, run the math, $750, not bad for an hour and a half. Then from that, I'd pivot about four or five of those people into a $1,000 package. What was I doing there? I was self, having people self-identify that by metaphorically raising their hand, by spending money to actually attend the workshop, these were the people who were, one, interested in producing a change, two, willing to spend money for it, and three, interested in hypnosis. This was an easier entry point than a big thousand dollar program. Even better, I would target that same workshop. The amateur changes their act, the professional changes their audience. Suddenly now I would do self-hypnosis for golfers, self-hypnosis for entrepreneurs, self-hypnosis for teachers. The content would basically be the same. The framework would begin to shift in terms of how it's customized for them. How would I do that though? Again, if you can identify what their specific needs are, if you know their language, there are mechanisms, whether it's live and going to their talks and giving presentations, or even online targeted marketing. Um, when golfers would call me and they still do, how often do you play golf is a fun question. And I respond to them, I have a six-year-old named Max, I have an eight-year-old named Claire, and when we play putt-putt together, I'm the one going, can we stop playing for score and just play for fun? Because they're kicking my ass. Uh, so the golfer asks, how often do you play? But again, if I could find their language, remember there only needs to be one expert in the room. They are the expert on the thing they want to achieve. I am the expert about how do you feel now? How would you rather feel? A little bit of targeted marketing, and think about it this way. If I'm trying to go after people interested in golf, that's broad. If I try to go after people interested in Tiger Woods, that might be a little bit more specific, but there are people who are into Tiger Woods, but that doesn't mean they're golfers. And apparently, thanks to market research, there is a brand called Lampkin Golf Grips. And by targeting that one specific brand online, in a geographic area around my office, here are the conversion numbers. I was getting clicks, I was getting conversions, if you don't know the marketing terminology, I was having to spend about 80 cents for every person who then paid me $50 to sign up for that workshop. And to take the people in the workshop and then bring them into the one-to-one -one services, as we like to say, I was making it rain. Don't look that up on the internet, it usually means something else. We'll keep the friendly terminology. Why'd you laugh at that so loud, RJ? Uh, <laughs> so again, if you can target their specific needs and what they're looking for, if you can speak their language in a slightly indirect way, um, I still kind of know what Lampkin golf grips are. I heard someone go, ha, and I'm going to ask him afterwards, what the hell is that? But again, I was speaking their language. I was bringing it into it. So again, as I'm now targeting people in the digital marketing space who have a problem, this is the other side of my corporate speaking now, the people who have too many leads coming in, too many people are reaching out to them, but they're not closing them. Again, sounds familiar, don't it? You know your service can change people's lives, but you don't yet have the right words to move them from curious shopper to satisfied buyer. 
Again, bridging that gap. How can I help you with that one specific thing? So micro niche, it's where a little bit of market research, and I'm telling you, some of these topics, I've read a book, other ones, you know, I speak to a lot of people in weight loss, another category. I was going after people following paleo eating style solutions. And who are the gurus in that industry? If I can target weight loss and Mark Sisson, one of the top writers in that community, suddenly now I'm speaking their language. And this is where nowadays, even so, as I target people who are following a ketogenic diet and looking to lose weight, I know not to talk about eating all those healthy fruits and vegetables because that's not what they're doing. And again, it's where just a little bit of nuance, just a little bit of specificity in that marketing. The mindset, some of you have seen me do this before. This is where things really take off because master of all things visual arts, this is obviously an old timey wagon wheel. Hold for applause. Never mind. Uh, and the message becomes, define your hub. And this is where I actually position myself as a generalist in hypnosis. But my marketing message is always micro niche. That's what these spokes of the wheel are all about. If I'm at a networking event, we're all hypnotists, right? Use your creative language, use your visual, your auditory, your kinesthetic. Show is better than tell. Sweep them into an experience. Good morning, everybody. I'm looking for something very specific this morning. I'm looking for that person in your life who you pay your hard-earned money to to stick their fingers in your, in your mouth. That's right. The person in your life that hopefully twice a year, you go to their office and they stick their fingers in your mouth. If you're not yet figuring this out, I'm looking to meet your dentist. Not the dentist who's at the Arlington Chamber of Commerce. I already know Fred. Not the dentist down the hall from you, but again, specifically the dentist who takes their fingers and they stick them in your mouth. The next time you're at the dentist office, a little bit of call and response, everybody repeat after me, please, so you know what to say. Hey, I know a hypnotist. No, really, a hypnotist. He helps people with teeth grinding issues. Would you like to meet him? Would you like to meet him? And there you go. So again, drawing that specific thing, which by the way, the uh, fear that people have from this relates to this next image, is that very obviously, buckle up for the artistic mastery, this is very clearly now a dog whistle. <laughs> Never mind. So <laughs> assuming you have trained your dog to uh, respond when you blow the whistle, you don't want every dog in the park to come running. So this is the mindset that as soon as I became willing to micro niche down my message, where now I can be in front of 50 people in a room and I know not everybody is a fit for that one specific message. That's where business took off. But no, I didn't talk about nail biting. No, I didn't talk about weight loss. No, I didn't talk about stop smoking. Well, guess what? They come to you even faster because when you are positioned as the expert, so when I did the fingers in the mouth routine, as lovingly as we now call it, that's where this one was coming up going, hey, I want to quit smoking. Hey, I've got a fear of flying. Hey, I bite my nails. Can you help with that? Yes, of course. Now the next step of this though is to change the dynamic because basically there's four steps of business. You're familiar perhaps already with the first three. Know, like, and trust. They have to know you exist, they have to like you at least as a person. By the way, side note, uh, I go to marketing conventions as much as I go to hypnosis conferences. And are you ready for the two most trending things right now in marketing? 
This is revolutionary. The two most trending things in 2019, buckle up, person-to-person -person communication and sending a package in the mail. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> As if we've now regressed back because people don't do that anymore. You know when you call the bank because something's wrong and you're punching zero over and over and over hoping it gets you to a person? Again, person-to-person -person communication, which is why, sorry, if you're on your website going, we can help you with this, we can help you with that, and it's just you. Stop it. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jason. I can help you with this. I look forward to meeting you. Yes, if you have staff, then you can pivot. But again, that person-to-person -person communication. That being said, here's the other dynamic shift. You're perhaps already familiar with funnel marketing, which is that we get the biggest group of people coming in here to have people identify this is that tripwire strategy or perhaps a free offer uh, on a website, you know, get this download for this thing. Here are seven steps towards successful smoking cessation. I could not find more S's to put in that title, which is an opt-in offer on my website, but it's where at the bottom of the funnel, that's where people are then becoming the paying clients. So the people who don't enter, and enter into this funnel stream, those are those folks that I'm not necessarily marketing to. This is why when a magazine reaches out to me, when a newspaper reaches out to me and says, hey, would you like to advertise in this? I go, well, you're not really in front of my ideal clientele. I actually had an amazing full page spread, I'll show you this, in a magazine back in November, which, uh, a fun story around media. This is, I think, already open. If not, I can open it up quickly. Stop smoking, Arlington Magazine. This will load in a second here. Full page coverage inside of a major magazine in a rather influent area, affluent area in Northern Virginia. Very clearly, I'm talking about one thing specifically there, micro niche. Guess how many people called because of that full page spread in a magazine with a circulation of 60,000 issues to some of the most affluent people in Arlington, Virginia? Yeah. Zero, not a damn person. However, we'll talk about this later, because I had that as an asset, now if I know I'm returning a call to somebody who's coming in to quit smoking, would you believe that five minutes before the call, I send them this. The best business lesson I ever learned came from watching The Simpsons. <laughs> Hi, I'm Troy McClure. You may remember me from such self-help programs as smoke yourself thin and get some confidence, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you may have seen my article in Arlington Magazine. Hi. I'm Jason Lynette, good to meet you. <laughs> Positioning is everything, back to the wonderful big slides. So the dynamic shift though is position yourself at the end of the funnel. Here's a bit of a, 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 a dynamic shift. A Little bit of thought on this first. Do you put your pricing on your website? The answer is officially, depends. <laughs> the real mindset I'd share with you is if you are brand new and trying to really optimize the calendar, really trying to fill things in, you don't want to put any barriers between people reaching out to you. If I told all of you right now, I'm gonna sell you a car for $10,000. Sounds like a good deal, right? You don't know yet. I mean, I've got a car at home, it's 10 years old, it just hit 140,000 miles, and we're no longer frustrated, we're now wonderfully amused at all the problems it's having right now. <laughs> we're now wonderfully curious and going, what's gonna be next? <laughs> That's a crappy deal. That car, is, we, we know, just as a junker, it's worth like $1,200. And I'm not a car guy, I am not Chris Thompson, but if I told you that I'm gonna sell you a Tesla, brand new, $10,000, we need it off the lot. 
You know, if it's here, not on the lot, it's a liability. That thing's worth, I guess, like 50 grand. If you don't want that car, buy it, sell it. You know, that's a good deal. So if you're brand new, if you're saying on the website, my service is $500, what does that mean? They don't know yet. Now, if your schedule is becoming more optimized, that's where you want to optimize your time to actually spend your time now with those people who are willing to make the investment to spend time and money with you. So here's the nature of the end of the funnel stream in my world right now. This is again the part where having a transcription of this video will be helpful to you. If you were to call my voicemail at my office right now, here's what it says. Hey, this is Jason Lynette at Virginia Hypnosis and for faster service, please visit the website virginiahypnosis.com forward slash call. C-A-L-L. -L. That's where you can schedule a specific time that I will call you back, guaranteed, which saves you on the frustration of phone tag. You're welcome to leave a voicemail here, though again, for faster service, head over to virginiahypnosis.com forward slash call. I look forward to speaking and working with you very soon. And what happens now? When they call me, that's what they hear. When they go to my website, the phone number's a little hidden throughout the site. More prominently, Thingify all that you do. Turn it into a thing and people respond to it better. So it's not a consultation. It's a 20-minute strategy session. And to go through that, the sequences, you can use any scheduling platform to pull this off. Uh, Scriptnosis out there in the hallway does this. You can use ScheduleOnce, Optin Hub, uh, Calendly. We're in an amazing renaissance of online technology. All this stuff works. You just have to use it. So you set up an application. What am I asking people? What's your name? What's your phone number? What's your email address? What would you like to work on? What have you done so far to address this issue? Also asking, uh, what has been the biggest challenge up until now? Have you done hypnosis before? The next question is a bit of a sneaky one, which by the way, go to the website and model my form. It's out there, it's public. Uh, the next one, how would you like to work with Jason Lynette? Live and in person in Northern Virginia? Digital access, video conference online, combination of both. Which obvious fourth option did I leave out? Not at all. Excuse me. <coughs> ah, there it is. Uh, <laughs> and the fourth one, any further questions? You cannot complete that form unless you've entered data into all those different fields. Why? What has this done? And for those of you that are brand new, this may sound a little scary. I used to get like 25 inquiries a day. Now I get like three or four. The difference is I am closing practically every single one at a premium. Because the person, let's put this all in hypnotic perspective, the person who is willing to jump through those compliance checkpoints, the way that someone comes into your office and they sit in the chair and they start to close their eyes immediately and you go, as I do, hey, have you done hypnosis before? No. Well, I've done it more times than you. How about you follow my instructions? But I say it with a smile and I don't sound like a jerk. Uh, <laughs> but having that experience of, again, guiding them through the steps. As I'd say in hypnosis training, compliance precedes suggestibility. I need you following a series of steps before I could ever lead to the suggestible components. Which, by the way, unfortunately he's not here this year, Anthony Jackwin said it better. Jerk. <laughs> Understand the difference between instructions and suggestions. Think about this as a simple example. I'm going to get the arm stiff and rigid. The more you try to bend it, it gets even stronger. If I can't get your arm into this posture, 
Do you think I could ever get it to get that stiff and rigid? Back in my days of stage hypnosis doing high school programs, if I'm doing suggestibility tests out with people out in the audience, and here's Robert over here and he's loving everything that I'm doing, and here's RJ over here and he's going, whoa! And then there's Jerry over here going, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> to her friends around her when they're trying to do light and heavy arms, I am drawing a big red X on Jerry's face, and when I do for my call for volunteers, I'm going to ignore you. But you wouldn't do that because you're awesome. Position yourself at the end of the funnel, but by putting a few extra steps in the process. So this is where I'm going to identify where people are in that sales conversation. And simply put, the people who are going to fill out those forms are likely going to come in and become my client. So just a little bit of a dynamic shift. The same way that again, going through some sort of coaching program, that person is going to be asking you specific questions. This is one of those little nuances, which I find a lot of people are afraid to put into place. But it's where, again, by putting that value at the beginning, having them self-identify. This is where I discovered something years ago, and I say this in a positive way, even though most of my business is now referral-based or coming in by way of online reviews. If someone were to refer to me like in a business networking event, it took longer because I had to run my entire system. I had to explain hypnosis, here's all of this, here's all of that. When if someone came in because of my specific streams, without ego, I'll share with you how some of my phone calls actually go nowadays. Hey, how'd you find out about me? What videos have you watched on my website? Okay, well the program is $1,500, it's a four week program. Uh, I'm booked full for the next three weeks, could you do Wednesday the 28th at four? Okay, great. I'll tell you what, I'll send you some videos to watch in the meantime, I'll see you then. And it's polite, it's respectful, but why? Because doing that end of the funnel positioning, by the time they get to me, we've built that rapport. So looking at the streams, if you go to the Virginia Hypnosis website, which by the way, in 2019, a website is a portal to show videos. That's the main thing that's working right now. The mindset of, again, I'm connecting directly to you. I'm communicating directly to you. I'm sharing stories of people who have been successful. Now here's the next step. Fill out that form online to schedule a call with me. Which by the way, uh, just to give some of the inner workings, I'll mention something here that I don't want you to get overloaded on in the sense that uh, I have two full-time outsourcers on my team. I have a full-time web and graphic person. I have a full-time video person. I have a part-time podcasting team that does all the edits for the podcast. They write the show notes. I do some final edits and punch up. But that's because I'm running a bit of a full-time media company here. The podcast is going out. There's multiple streams of what I'm doing. So depending on where you are is whether or not you hire other people to do the things that you do. This is why outsourcing is so important. This is why it looks like I do a lot of stuff. Tomorrow at one o'clock, I'm doing a talk on time management strategies. Simple preview. The podcast goes out every Thursday. I only record it maybe 10 times a year. But in that day, I'll record like seven or eight episodes and then I'm done. But by having all these streams, people are shocked to find out I take my own calls. Why? Because I have systematized every step along that journey. That by the time they actually get to me, I know the information they're already looking for. I know the value of what have you done to address this issue so far. If you're not asking people that, you're missing something out. Because by asking what have you done so far, you're learning two things. From a helping profession, how motivated they are to resolve that issue. From a business perspective, you're identifying 
they're willing to spend some money to resolve this issue. So again, that end of the funnel mindset, have that sequence by the time they actually reach out to you, then they actually know who you are, you have that rapport, you have that relationship, and now you're that person they've already been interacting with. When people come into my classes, they've already been having a conversation with me online. When the clients come into the office, they've already been interacting with me. But now I get to join that conversation live. The same way that as a backstory here as an illustration, I used to work in theater management. So I wasn't an actor, I wasn't a designer, I wasn't the director, I was a stage manager behind the scenes. My job was to take all those creative people and make them all get along. If that's not psychological training, I don't know what is. <laughs> and it's where, in that environment, sometimes we'd have like, you know, big name actors coming through. Um, here's the moment where, I'll, I'll leave names out because I'm recording, but here's where like, I'm sitting at a folding table with like this big name Hollywood star. And just got used to this. It was just kind of an ongoing thing. It's part of that career path. Uh, my one moment of being starstruck was I'm ordering something at the bar at the theater and I hear a voice behind me go, we just bought a bottle that we're not going to finish. Would you like some of ours? And the chills go up my spine because it's the voice of John Aston, the original Gomez Adams. And it's Baltimore. And he's sitting at a table with John Waters. And I'm at the time going, I'm, 20, I'm 22. I shouldn't know how awesome this is. And they let me sit down for like a half an hour and talk to them. It was amazing. Um, meanwhile, like Samuel L. Jackson walks through. Hey, <laughs> this explains me way too much. But again, we had seen those people on television and suddenly now they're in front of us. That's the positioning that I'm doing with this strategy. But again, what am I doing the entire way? I'm educating. I'm positioning, here's how effective this is. They're hearing stories like Phillips. They're hearing the guy on my website who says, Jason told me to go outside and smoke my last cigarette. And I thought he was crazy. But it's now been six years and I haven't smoked ever since and everybody I've referred to Jason has also stopped smoking. If you're thinking about this, stop thinking about it, just call the man it works. And they're seeing that before they get to me. This is that end of the funnel marketing mindset. So put a few extra steps in your process. The same way that some people in stage hypnosis will sometimes move people around. And it's a bit of a compliance training strategy. If we get them following instructions, again, back to the stage hypnosis example, if I can't get you to do this in the audience, if I can't get you to do that in the audience, if I can't get you to do this in the audience, do you think I'm going to invite you up on stage? Dr. Leo Marvin was a genius. Some of you know of his work, Baby Steps. And yes, we're talking about what about Bob here. So <laughs> the next phase of this, high profile clients get reviews which we all know that. But how many of you have asked that client to get that review and then they didn't? Seeing a lot of nodding. How many of you had that person, the, uh, the phrase in the nonprofit fundraising world was don't applaud, just send money? Yet we have that person where that here they are as the raving fan base in terms of what it is that you do and how it is they can find you and yet they tell nobody. The benefit becomes and the next slide is a bit of a preview is dominating number one on Google. This is going to play into that. To get those reviews, social proof is the world that we're in right now. Even silly little things. I wanted to buy a clicker because the one I had before didn't have this magic feature. Boom, it goes black. 
Hold for applause. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> but I needed to buy a new clicker, and there were three of them. Which one did I buy? Not necessarily the cheapest one. They were all a difference of like five bucks. Yet the one that had like 5,000 five-star reviews. Yeah, problem solved. Here it was, I needed some bit of software. I needed some little tool for something. The game, of course, Apple now doesn't give you real jacks on your computer, and I had to buy the one that goes from this to that. Which one did I buy? The one with the reviews. Um, it turns out our chimney doesn't work as a chimney, and while we're all here right now, someone's rebuilding our chimney. Who did we hire? The person with all the proof, the evidence behind what they do. Yet again, I could just stand up here and talk bigger picture meta perspective of get reviews, get reviews, but here's how we make it easy. Let's rewind the entire experience. Remember what I said before? Ask your clients, how do they find you? And if they found me because they said, I read all of your Yelp reviews, are you already connecting some of the dots here? If they said, I saw all of your reviews on Google, are you already connecting the dots here? This is where taking a few notes along your journey, asking a few specific questions. Now this is also where, in my office, I have a giant binder of uh, these testimonial letters, which I got in a very simple way. To give someone a blank sheet of paper and ask a bunch of questions, a blank sheet of paper and just say leave a review, they're gonna go, Jason was nice, I quit smoking, thank you, which is great, but that's about as good as your mom saying, oh, he's really nice, you should talk to him. So instead, I want specifics. If you go to my website, and again, I point you to my stuff again because this is the stuff I'm actually doing right now. Here's how I get my video testimonials. Rather than the game of restate the question. Hey, you know what? I'm going to start a sentence and tell you what, if you just repeat back the sentence and then finish it. I found that's the best way to do this. And if you don't like the wording, just change it, make it better. I came to Jason for. Oh, I came to Jason because being a diabetic, it's really difficult to control my blood sugar numbers, especially with the amount of junk food that I was eating. Ever since I work with Jason, oh, ever since I work with Jason, the sugar cravings are now down to a zero. I found myself at this networking event with all these uh, wonderful sweets on display, and I had zero interest in any of them. This was amazing. What surprised me about the hypnosis? Oh, what surprised me about the hypnosis was that it was a much more natural experience than I'm, I'm leading in an appropriate way. By the way, let me just go up in another soapbox here. Don't do the testimonial of after the first session. I see some people trying to do that as a startup strategy. Oh, I just left my first session. I do my reviews at the end of the process. There's a clear moment where this is what I say to my clients on the phone. My goal is to look at you at the end of our process and say to you, professionally speaking, I hope to never see you again. And I say that in the most positive way possible because my goal is for you to become that raving fan rather than that lifelong dependent. So there's at some point where we're going to be done working together because you know how to do this on your own. Sound good? This is not lifelong intervention. This is short-term process. Sound good? Checkpoint, yes. So it's from that mindset, let's rewind back further. From the application online, they are telling me what they want to work on. Remember the example of sending that image of the Stop Smoking article in the magazine? Can you guess what I'm also sending them? Several copies of those various survey forms over the years. I've got a PDF document that does the same thing. So there's this form that there's no magazines in my lobby. They can't read what Taylor Swift is up to this week. <laughs> they can only read about how effective this hypnosis process has been. 
So I'm planting seeds every step along the way is calculated. So in the office, in advance of even coming in, before I'm calling you about public speaking, you're getting an email from me, automated, that's sending you videos of people talking about how great it's been to get over that public speaking fear. People are getting these letters from me, these copies of these surveys that are then explaining, here's the results I saw with Jason. So can you imagine we're at the end of the process now, they know what it is. And it's no longer a surprise. Here's the real message. If you embed the results you want to create in your process even before they come into the process, that's when things really take off. It's where if you're giving a sales presentation, if you wait to the final five minutes to finally go, oh, here's the thing that I do. People lean in when they're learning, people lean back when they're being sold to. But instead, if they're embedded the whole way through, now they're going, oh, I want this. I want this even before they know there's a thing. So the mindset is along the way, I am embedding throughout even my client booking strategies. Here are my testimonials. Here are my survey forms that people have completed. You saw my reviews online. So by the time we get to the end of the sequence, do you think there's any resistance to then do that? That being said, let's put a few compliance checkpoints into the process to make this even easier. Hey Robert, before you head out, do you have five minutes? Yes. Checkpoint number one, we've got time for this. Because you remember those surveys that I sent you in advance before you came in? Yeah. It helps for people to see the success stories from folks like you. Tell you what, I've got this little exit for exit survey. Ooh, exit survey, our good friend, the reframe. It's not a testimonial, it's not a review, it's an exit survey. It's a review. Just take you five minutes to fill that out. Feel free to write as much or as little as you want. If it's okay to share your name on my website, feel free to write your name. If you'd rather keep it anonymous, feel free to just write your first name or just RZ, and thank you so much for filling this out. I've got hundreds of these now. And what this really does is twofold. First of all, first of all, it's giving me that evidence that again, when someone new reaches out, here's every bit of proof and stories sell. In the emails that I send out for Stop Smoking, I'll send out a couple of those survey forms and in the email it says, make sure you read the one from Stephanie, you'll see, it's why, you'll see why it's my favorite. Because what this does is it plants seeds so that now on that conversation into the funnel, now they have specific things to talk to me about. So the Stephanie story was someone who called me up and she goes, I know I need to quit smoking, I don't know if I really want to. Which normally that's a bit of a red flag, right? Yet I position a little bit of Dave Elman language here. If you follow my instructions, I know I can help you. If you don't follow my instructions, I don't know anything in the world that will help you. And realize that's not even a statement about hypnosis, right? So what do you want to do? And she goes, I want to do this. That session became the most like stage hypnosis I'd ever done in a hypnotherapy session. There's a moment where it's not that your right arm is stuck to the chair. It's more as if your right arm and that chair have been carved from one block of steel. So even if you did try to pull it away, it may feel as if it's stuck, but it's really as if the hand and the chair are one. Open your eyes, look at that hand, notice what's different. And she sits there and she mutters some colorful language. <laughs> and then I see the opening in the words of Sean Michael Andrews, if you can stick him to one thing, you can stick him to something else. 
You know what's really cool? I haven't even mentioned that left arm. Notice what's different with that one too. And she repeats the same expletive again, but this time she puts the word mother at the beginning of it. Beginning of it. <laughs> Use your imaginations. And decide for yourself what this means for you in terms of your ability to no longer smoke ever again. And as this change is complete, that's when those hands will go back into your lap. She sits there for two minutes, then the hands move into her lap. It's been about seven years now. Hasn't smoked. And she writes on the form, it was bizarro, it was maddeningly weird, parentheses, is that even a word? Any other comments, Jason knows his shit. <laughs> but people now, into the funnel, they're on the phone with me for that conversation, we have planted a seed. They go, yeah, I really like that Stephanie one, and I get to tell them that story. And rather than say, oh, here's what works, here's what I've done, here's this all the th stuff, they're hearing character, they're hearing personality. They're hearing, this is someone I want to work with. Now, some of you are brand new to hypnosis. This is where there's a strategy that works here as well. Lean on the success of your profession. Go check in with Richard Nongard in the hallway. He's got this amazing free resource, 101 Medical Proofs. It's compiled some of the best research, some of the best data on hypnosis. I pull from that constantly. Go see Richard. He gives that away for free. So again, if you don't yet have your own stories, then that's where you use that. But this is the value of that. The second part of reviews, if you're not asking your clients for reviews, testimonials, how dare you? Because what are you doing by asking them to tell their story? You're having them validate their own success. We, we learn from memory reconsolidation. Every time we tell the story, we repeat the story. We strengthen the story. So by having them validate that story, they are actually strengthening their result of it. The way that Scott, the guy who told the story of you said have your last cigarette because it's going to be your last. As he tells that story, it solidifies his change. As he makes that referral, it's strengthening how far he's come. The mindsets of uh, generative change, or as Michael Watson calls it, evolutionary change, to make it less and less about getting rid of the problem and more and more about living in that solution. By having them tell that story, they are ratifying that change for themselves. So again, if there's one thing you could do to strengthen your process, many of us know this already. Your sessions are either won or lost based upon what you do before the session begins and what you do as soon as it ends. The same applies to the entire business sequence. Notice the review strategy is not suddenly at the end of it, hey, leave me a review online. No, they already know this is what people do here. But hey, that's a sheet of paper, right? That's a video maybe I can put on a website. But we have these amazing social media things online of Google, of Yelp, of places where these can appear, which by the way, let me um, maybe become slightly unpopular for 30 seconds because many people put down Yelp, but here's what Yelp is about. Yelp is about community. And this is why, no, they're not throttling reviews. I've talked to some high profile people inside of Yelp. If I, uh, here's a test that I did. Here's someone who left a review for me online. Five stars, glowing review, it didn't appear. Why? Because she signed up for an account on Yelp that morning. She's not a Yelp user. She's not someone like me that when I'm traveling, I'll go to Yelp, I'll look up reviews of restaurants and go, hey, this place sounds good. You know, big brother is watching me, big Yelp brother is watching me, they can see where I'm going. So the same person, I go, I'm curious, you're a business owner, can we do an experiment? What's your favorite restaurant? Go leave a review for that restaurant too. All of a sudden, that review appeared. 
So they're not throttling because you're not paying them. That being said, I've yet to meet anyone who's happy paying them. Uh, but again, that's why those reviews are showing. Because then it becomes, hey Robert, here, thank you so much for filling out that form in my email. You mentioned when you first called me, you found me on Google. As a favor, what I've done is I've gone ahead and I've retyped everything you wrote on my form. If this is still acceptable, I'd be massively honored if you could share this as a review online. Here's a copy of what you wrote. Feel free to update or modify it however you want. Here's a link to go to Google. Thank you so much. It's feedback like this that helps us to grow. Baby steps. They saw it at the beginning. I planted the seeds along the way. Do you have five minutes before you head out? Yeah, you mentioned you came in because fill in whatever it was. So nowadays, the people who saw my online videos are now ready, willing, and able to leave those videos as well because it's not a surprise. It's not something brand new. Which let me pause here for a moment. Any questions on any of this so far? Which by the way, yes indeed, the movie UHF was my uh, Star Wars. This is I accept drinking from the fire hose. Yeah, RJ. You said earlier, about a half hour ago. Yeah. <laughs> You offer them four-week program. Yeah. That's four sessions. Uh, the four, yeah. The question was the four-week program is that four sessions? Um, I'm breaking away as much as I can from not saying it's a four-week program. I'm saying it's a four-part program. Why? Because this is a game that people will play in their lives everywhere. Oh, I can't do it that way. That means it's not going to work for me. Uh, a friend of mine is in the strength training space. And he uh, has in his manual for strength training, I want you to walk for half an hour, three days a week. And what he has in his description is beautiful. He goes, you can walk outside, you can walk inside. You can walk on a track, you can walk on a treadmill. If you're one of those people who wears those weird Vibram uh, uh, barefoot shoes, you can wear those, you can wear tennis shoes. Look, I just need you to walk 30 minutes a day. Why does he do that? Because people go, is it okay that I'm on a treadmill? I referred, I'll talk about this later. Oh, I talked about it already. I talked about the bodybuilders. I referred a full-on bodybuilder strength trainer to a nutritionist. And she calls me up and she goes, don't you dare send me one of these people again. <laughs> okay, so you want to eat healthier. What vegetables do you like? I like broccoli. Okay, good. Do you think you could add broccoli to your meals? And this is the anal retentive guy tracking the macros going, do I eat it raw? Is it okay if I steam it? Should I bake it? She goes, just eat broccoli. So. I don't say four-week program, I say four-part program that, non-specified referential index, most people do over the course of four weeks, though we can space it out based on your schedule. The same way that if you give someone an audio program and say, it's got binaural beats, you have to listen to your he with headphones. Now they go, I don't have headphones, that's not going to work for me. Listen to this audio, is all I say. I keep it intentionally vague, because then also a little bit of sleight of mouth, and I'll come back to Heather over there, I'm going to listen for when they go, yeah, but I've got a work trip in about two weeks. Perfect. Because that gives us time between the second and third appointment because then you get to be in the real environment that we're addressing and then we have two more remaining sessions to really refine any other additional changes we need to address. No matter what they give me, it's every reason why this is the best way to do it. But I'm typically not saying four weeks exactly for that reason. What up, Hypno Heather? <laughs> you had your hand up? Oh yeah, sorry, I'm, I'm blind in the back. You're not Heather, sorry. No, <laughs> Here you go.
Yeah, let me actually answer this question. Is there something that seems to be selling better? I'm gonna give you the bigger picture perspective of this. The mindset is, and let me throw a big disclaimer at the front of it, which is that unless you have a specific reason for booking a one-off session. So like for example, there's people who do a lot of high profile around a one and done model. Unless that's the exact thing that you're going for, here's what I recommend. Booking a one session offer, again, depending on the strategy, sets up a binary. It's either a yes or a no. It either worked or it didn't work. As opposed to process, we start with a plan of this many sessions. If that's all we need, fantastic. Actually, this should be this. Luckily, my handwriting is crap and I can change it. Ooh, that's a two. Yes, hold for applause, no. We start with a plan of this many sessions. If that's all I need, fantastic. If there's value in more, of course that's an option. My goal is always to give you the most effective process and the most efficient use of your time. And just over the 10 plus years of seeing clients, in my world, weight loss is a four session. Uh, overcoming fear of public speaking and the way that I address that. My mindset with public speakers, which the book I wrote is basically a glorified business card talking about the work I do with public speakers. It opens me up to that community. It's specifically written for business people. Yes, we can work on addressing the fear, though if people have a few hypnotic language strategies of ethical influence, they speak with more confidence. So it's a bit of a hybrid approach, where on one side of things, we're resolving that fear. On the other side of things, I'm giving you the linguistic strategies to become even more effective in the words you speak. We start with a plan of four sessions. If that's all we need, fantastic. If there's value in more work, of course that's an option. Most effective process, most efficient use of your time. However, it's not just the work we do together in the office. It's a bit of a hybrid approach because I'm sharing with you resources and uh, techniques along the way you can make use of even long after we've worked together as well. Now, how soon would you like to get started? There's the pivot for me. But again, what have I done? Uh, the people who were with me for the pre-conference, I showed this off. I have some people I've seen four sessions and that's it. And again, generative change. Here's a woman I've now seen 35 times. And no, we're not playing the game of hope it sticks this time. No, where we started, <laughs> where we started, <laughs> um, where we started was weight loss. But then as the weight was falling off, the confidence was growing. She wanted to break out of her employee career to launch her own business. Now we've worked on that. Then from there, here were some relationships issues that were going on. We've worked on that. We find that suddenly here's something that works for us and we go, yeah, I'm going to keep this up. And respectfully, I go, you know, I've taught you self-hypnosis. And she goes, yes, but it's more effective when I come here. It's like, all right, if you have to. <laughs> yeah. Did that answer your question? And if I do need to move them up the ladder, which is basically your statement, which will turn into a question, here's the strategy. Again, you're gonna get the transcript of this. We'll make it easy. I'm gonna find a specific reason why we need to do this. So um, to the client, you know what I think might be helpful? We've spent most of this time working on weight loss, but you keep talking about the stress at work. Compliance checkpoint number one. Uh, I know there's no 31st of August, but let's go with it anyway. <laughs> uh, basically, uh, Saturdays at uh, one o'clock, is that time generally good for you? Yes, checkpoint number one. Because I think if we were to meet again and specifically address that stress, we could take all the work we've already done and become even more effective at it. So Saturdays at 11 o'clock, that's generally good for you? Yes, great, let's go ahead and do this. 
let's go ahead and schedule another extra session on that Saturday morning at 11. Now, it's about two or three weeks out from now. And if you get to that point and see that everything is going great, fantastic. You'll see the instructions in the message how to cancel that appointment. Just shoot me an email. Let me know how well you're doing. However, if you get to that point and see that there's more work to be done, my schedule fills up. You're already on the calendar. We've got the time. Sound good? So in a very non-salesy way, here's the benefit of meeting together. Is this time good for you? Let's set it up. Here's the escape clause. And very few people actually cancel out that appointment. So also a little bit of leading language if you want. In my world, that four sessions for the most part for most issues is uh, 1,500. And then additional sessions from there are 300, though most people prepay two for 500. What works best for you? And no one in my world has ever done that single. But again, I'm only ever doing that if I can find a specific reason, a specific benefit to continue the process. I have people that I've said, <laughs> can I come back to you for a six month follow-up to reinforce the stop smoking? And the best thing I could say to them is going, why? You're not going to be doing it. I'm not going to have anything to say to you about it. If there's something else you'd like to work on, we can do that. Yet there's no need for reinforcement. Here is a belief that used to be there and now it's turned off. You know, there's no need to talk to you about it anymore. Make sense? That's the best thing I can say to those people. But then they can go, yeah, but what about this? Then absolutely come on in. Everything we've been talking about so far builds into this next step, which is simply put dominate number one. Again, planting seeds. Are you noticing how this starts to become self-referential, how the rest of the presentation becomes a little bit faster in terms of the strategy? Because I am uh, the whole work smart mindset, which by the way, writing the book Work Smart Business uh, became the moment where I finally had to define exactly what I meant by that. <laughs> I've been saying it for years. The catchphrase, some of you know, know Inez Simpson's work, and she goes, I'm the lazy hypnotist. And she eventually turned that into, I'm the efficient hypnotist. Well, in business, again, for me, it's all systems. How do I run the same thing over and over and over? And by doing so, I don't have to reinvent the wheel. Even down to the insanity level that if I'm running a webinar, I know where I am four minutes into that presentation. I know where I am 20 minutes into that presentation. I'll find a point about 20 minutes in, I've been teaching for a while to engage the audience. They've been watching. Do you have any questions? Ooh, does this sound familiar? Tells you the stuff works. So dominate number one. What are we doing here? We've talked about getting those reviews. Well, those count towards your Google, your Google search listing and those bump you up in the listings. Getting this content online, looking through everything we've talked about, the micro niching. It's where producing content as a preview, the next slide is about build, becoming a media company. We'll talk about what that means next. But to have all this evidence online. And um, sorry, but here's what I actually say to people. Before you make any decision as to what hypnotist you work with, just simply do a Google search on that person because anyone can throw up a website in a matter of minutes. And I should know. I teach them how to do that. But you want to make sure you can find an evidence of that person all around the web. They search for me, they find um, everything from articles, they find everything from a TEDx talk I did last year. They find multiple websites. It's where doing the podcast, I get clients a little bit from the podcast. The podcast is specifically built for this audience. It's not meant for the newbie hypnotist, even so. It's micro niche. It's people who already do hypnosis who want to learn how to take things to that next level. That's who that work smart hypnosis audience is. 
So again, they find these properties and they go, clearly, this is the guy who does this stuff. Which again, we all start somewhere. We don't have this all at the beginning, but it's where we start to dominate that number one position, which there's a resource I knew I could pull out a while ago. And it's only recently by playing around, I clicked the wrong thing. Um, I'm again, wizard behind the curtain. I'm the one calling the cues. My uh, websites all start like drawings like this. And then I send it off to an outsourcer and say, make this look pretty. So my job is to describe the user experience and then hand it off to somebody else. Um, I'll send everybody the talk I did last year on hypnotic outsourcing. That explains my entire outsourcing strategy. But it's where inside of that, again, getting to that dialogue of here's where they need to go through it. So I want to own not just that top number one position on Google, I want to own the entire first page. Which uh, I have a guy right now that I have paying to do some Google advertising. I'm just experimenting with a new market. I'm seeing what can he pull off. And while I was in there trying to figure out things for myself doing it badly, uh, <laughs> I stumbled upon something. And I discovered all of a sudden the 10 year website history of virginiahypnosis.com. And I discovered I had the top 50 keywords that people were organically typing into that website. Remember a little while ago, if you can speak in the language of the consumer in the problem state, you can get in sync with them. You can build that rapport with them and then navigate them into that expert solution state, which let me pass this around because I'm just giving that away. Uh, if you fill out your email address on here, I'm sending out later this weekend, uh, the top 50 keywords, which again, that alone is an entire business action plan. Those are your video titles. Those are the pages on your website. Hell, those are the, even the websites that you build. There's a reason, by the way, I'll pass this around. Keep that moving, please. Uh, when you enter in your email address, hit next. That's how you hit send. It's a funky system that when someone calls me up now, again, they see all the data, but I've been using their words, which by the way, there's many people in our community who try to, again, reframe things beyond what we do. There's a reason why my business is named Virginia hypnosis because people in Virginia were looking for hypnosis and the gods of Google opened up and the website was available. But again, every single page on the website, it's called stop smoking with hypnosis is the name of the page. And that's the headline on the page. This is all that stuff that feeds into that Google juice that their little spiders. That's really what they call it are crawling the internet and reading all that data. If you can use their exact languages, and I'm going to send that to all of you as a gift for joining me here this morning to actually make use of that actual content. And even better, it's sorted by impression. So it's not just this wild random list of things. You're seeing them from the top down. And yes, some people are typing in geographic specific things, but change that for your specific area. Even so, you can simply ask, what did you type into the internet to find me? Which that being said, some of you saw my little discovery uh, a couple of days ago. I have a brand new five-star Yelp review. It's amazing. It's a great new review and it reads, Helen is wonderful and she answers all of your questions before you even get started. <laughs> and I don't have a Helen on staff. <laughs> we figured out that there's someone else who's a different combination of words and they left the review for the wrong company. And we're going to get it removed, you know, just because again, Ken, Ken Gutso has a story and I'll leave out the names for obvious purposes, but there's someone who left him a negative review online that said, this man is so crooked. He even changed his name. <laughs> it wasn't for Ken. 
Uh, <laughs> but dominate number one, which by the way, this is, trust me, a big dollar strategy to actually at times go in and just Google. Do a search yourself. This is the value of every single web browser has the function of a private browser. Chrome, all of them. You can set up a private browser. Just go up to file, scroll down, private browser appears. It allows you to search the internet without all your stuff logged in. And you can see what's showing up, what's actually there. And again, pass that thing around because I'm just giving away those keywords to all of you here. Which the real mindset, how do you really become number one on the internet? Here's the real mindset shift. If there's one major takeaway to take from this event, it's this. This is the one thing I've been preaching to the people in my communities for years. In the 21st century, you are not, sell not selling products. You are not selling services. You are a media company that happens to offer products and services. And that's a major dynamic shift. Which if you look at all that I do on the Virginia Hypnosis website, yes, clearly I'm a business. Yes, clearly these are people coming in to work with me. Yes, clearly that I've got to pay the mortgage now. I bought the new office, which yay, Northern Virginia is going crazy with Amazon moving into town, which worked out to make it easier to buy the office rather than rent. We'll publish that in my online stuff pretty soon. But that mindset of, again, the media company, the videos, that's the media. That's the stuff that I'm actually talking to you through the lens, which how did I learn that? By listening to my clients over the years, shoot videos and tell stories. There's media. By reaching out to local media sources, I've got a favorite new story around this. Uh, there's someone who saw me speak at a convention years ago, they joined my online community, and she saw that years ago I did this. I found a local newspaper that did not have a health and wellness column. And wouldn't you believe it, I was so nice, I reached out to them to say, hey, local newspaper, you don't have a health and wellness column. I'm a published author and I write about these topics. Would you like me to write in your magazine, in the newspaper? They said, yes, that'd be wonderful. Once again, we're seeing the state of print media nowadays. The articles printing on the, in their newspapers, zero. <laughs> Almost nine or so years later, those articles are still on my website. Why? What's different? I'm the guy who wrote the article for this local newspaper all about effective strategies to overcome public speaking. Hi. I'm Troy McClure. You may remember me from fill in the blank. Which by the way, for those of you in stage hypnosis, this was what built my career. I reached out to the magazine that when you become a principal, this is the magazine you receive. And hey, here are two issues that I find a lot of school administrators run into. And this is what I've done to see the expertise of how to solve it. Which of these two topics would be a fit for your readers? And again, once that article printed, a few people called but it was more that I printed about 1,200 full-color copies of that and sent it to all those decision-makers. Become a media company. So this is where, and I'm going to give you the simple strategy, and it's where I'll share, here's the mindset. I have online programs with several hundred hours of content inside of it. And why is it I'm able to sell those and some of us are not able to? Because I took the time to build those things. I talked for years about, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to write a book. And it wasn't until I scheduled time out of my life. I was willing. This is a big takeaway that I had in recent years. The most dangerous thing in your business is comfort. Hey, it's all working right now. It wasn't until I was willing to block off those hours. You've seen the income that I make from seeing clients. It wasn't until I was willing to block that time off and sit down and write that book and do all the steps to build all the media promo around it. 
I got to go on about 80 different business podcasts around the world. Which, by the way, I've had so many other hypnotists already saying, because you introduced these concepts to hypnotists, people are calling me based on this book. So again, by doing that now, that opens me up to a new audience, but I wouldn't have that unless I took the time to do it. There's no such thing as finding the time. There's only making the time. So by willing to actually shut down the stuff that's working so well, to turn on the video camera and talk to the lens, to take that time to sit and write out that article, to take that time and publish something else. Here's the new story, then I'll come to the question in the back. Uh, again, someone who's in one of my communities, she goes, I finally broke through. She goes, here's the story. At my local chamber of commerce, I met the editor of the major local newspaper. And I said, I'm a former nurse. I now do hypnosis. I also teach mindfulness meditation. I want to write your health and wellness column. And they never responded to her. And finally, she's at this event, and she runs into the editor three years later. And true story, well, we think hypnosis is, um, is brainwashing. We think hypnosis is something evil. Um, we're not going to endorse that. And she goes, if it was brainwashing, you would have said yes three years ago. <laughs> She's now been writing the article for six months. <laughs> yes, question in the back. Yeah, the question is, if you have a full caseload, it's exactly what I was just saying. Because I am willing to shut down what is working right now. To take part of my schedule and block off that time. This, by the way, uh, I resisted for years putting together a scheduling platform for my clients. The reason I do it now is because when I go into my calendar and I block time off, you can't book that time. And I'll call myself out on this. If I'm looking at that block of time and my calendar is color-coded in an amazing, wonderful way, and yes, the blocked off time is purple, if you know me. <laughs> if I have that time blocked off and I'm looking at it, I can go, yeah, when I see a person for stop smoking, that's $600. I may put aside that time. But if I put the scheduling in your hands, you can't take that time that I've blocked off. So it's a bit of a leap of faith. But I'll tell you, everything I've done in the last couple of years, the way that my business has tripled over these years, is because I've been willing to take that time away from what doesn't work. And really, not to make this a pitch, but tomorrow, 1 o'clock, I'm doing my time management workshop. And it's stuff that, again, uh, saved relationships, made me a better father, helped me to grow the business, got me in better shape. It's where, again, the mindset is, until I was willing to put that time to something that would build something bigger. That being said, recognize when uh, you can delay things on purpose. Uh, this is the, um, oh, my gold car is running too slow and doesn't get good, good, get good gas mileage story. <laughs> I did a TEDx talk last year, April, as I was writing my book. And the TED talk people were going, shorten your stories, just teach your content. And my book writing coach was going, expand your stories. And I'm like, ah, let me do this one later. <laughs> I have a major product that I was going to release in September. But then I got the invite, I'm doing the closing keynote in Australia next month at the Australian Hypnotherapist Association Convention. And now I've got 35 hours on an airplane. Can you guess what I'm going to be building that product? <laughs> so delay things when it makes sense to do so. Yet again, it's that willingness to step away from what's working, which is a big leap and I see you grinding the teeth in the back of the room. It's the one thing that'll scale your business up. Again, more of the same or scale up. That's my mindset inside of this. So it's where, what do I typically do? We can go even deeper into this strategy because I will often be looking out in advance 
and I'm predicting, as I just said, here's October coming up. And I know in October I'm launching a brand new product, which is not meant for this community, but this community may benefit from it. I'm also launching a brand new podcast. So again, that willingness to do new things. Why? Because the audience that that podcast is going to target is very specifically the people who should be buying that product. So again, look at the sequence of how we do this. The same way I talked about strength training. I hired a coach a few years ago. Why? Because I listened to his podcast and I went, clearly that's the person who's going to help me. Media company first, then from there, by the way, I also offer these programs. I also have these services. When you think in that mindset, here's what really happens. You become the expert. Remember what I said a little while ago? Yeah, but there's this other hypnotist in town. This really becomes a no competition mindset because suddenly here's the person they learn from. Here's the person who helped them to think differently about their issue. And by doing so, they realize clearly this is the person who's going to help me. This is the person who understands a little bit of conversational influence, by the way. If you can ask, this is simple meta model stuff, if you can ask a question which drives them inside to think about their issue differently than they've ever thought about it before, the process is sold. And it's not about clever closing strategies. It's not about objection crushers. No, because as they've made that discovery inside, they are linking that discovery back to you. Simple example of those 20 cigarettes a day, how many are you truly enjoying versus you just smoke them because that's when you actually always do it? Oh yeah. Well, you mentioned public speaking fears. Is it the lead up to the presentation? Is it during the presentation? And then it levels off and then you're fine? Or is it like this rush of adrenaline after you speak? Map me through the shape of this issue. Oh, they've just been calling it public speaking, you know, surface structure, but now they're getting into the specifics. If you can ask a question which has them think about their issue differently than they ever have before, they're gonna link that discovery back to you. Or even better, ask them what they like about their problem. This one scares a lot of people. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Before we even get started, ooh, that's a fun little frame. Before we get started, what do you like about smoking? Here's how they respond. Well, I mean, I enjoy this, I enjoy this, I enjoy this. But <laughs> then there's that, then there's that, then there's that. They've given you the pain points. And now through the filters of those points, that's how you explain what your service is. What am I doing here? It's all expert positioning. And again, it's where as much as I've studied linguistics, as much as if you've seen what I've been doing in the corporate world recently, I'm the guy teaching hypnotic language patterns to take people from curious shopper to satisfied buyer. I'm taking the stuff we do in our sessions and bringing that into people's businesses. How do they script out their content on their videos? How do they talk to you know, insurance agents, people outside of our world? And what is it? It's basically simple meta model questioning. It's simply the right words at the right time and now positioning. What do you like about having that fear? Well, it helps me to back out of that presentation. But <laughs> there's this promotion at work that I know I could get, but I'm not yet visible enough to get it. That's their pain point. That's what they're really calling about. And the chunk up question, that's what we're really talking about here, isn't it? Yeah. So here's how we work together. And it's a much more organic experience rather than sell, sell, sell. You had a question there? One of the questions 
Do you also ask, or have you asked, what, what's surprising or what's great about working with Jason? Yeah, the question was I asked about, um, the answer is really, let me rephrase the question for the recording, which would be I ask, what surprised me about the hypnosis? Um, what I got the most from Jason was. Really, it's going to be, it's, it's not one set template. Really, I'm also playing a bit of a game here. I'm going, what testimonials do I not yet have? What things do I not yet have a person saying? So again, embed the sales process. Here's a guy who came to me to quit smoking and he wanted to come in for something else. And yes, we are in an industry, some of you may disagree with this, we've had this chat many times, where in the medical world they're not supposed to incentivize uh, referrals. Yet technically we're not in that world. So in a, incentivize referrals, as in here's a chiropractor who sends me a ton of people, and this is extreme. I sent him a Virginia hypnosis coffee mug one time. And he calls up and he goes, I cannot have this in my office. It looks like you give me a kickback in some way. I cannot have this. I need to send it back to you. Fun story. And I go, uh, change the name, John, it's a $4 mug. Throw it away. <laughs> what does he say next? Really? This thing was $4? Where did you get these printed? <laughs> Which again, now we're on a peer level, but it'd be inappropriate in his world for me to say to him, great, let me send you 10% of every single person. I feel there's a little bit of a wiggle room for us because we're not yet in that world. We should model those tendencies, yet I can say to this guy, he goes, I want to come back to you for a session of weight loss. And I go, great, we can do that. The typical session rate is this, or remember those videos on my website. Hey, if you'd be willing to do one of those, just come in. How much is it? Yeah, don't worry about it. Come on in, it'll be good to see you again. Why? Because he was the guy who I wanted on camera going, and everyone I've referred to Jason has also stopped smoking as well. What have I embedded there? He stopped and he talked about it to others. So again, the same way that I was referring the testimonial process, I'm now embedding that, refer that uh, referral process as well. So again, really my filter is, it's not the same questions every single time. I'm playing a little bit of a personal game on one side, what are the things they need to ratify for themselves? Um, here's the guy who, uh, I'm about to get this guy on video. Here's his story. His stereotype. He goes in every big Italian family. There are three. In every big Italian family, there's at least one big fat Uncle Tony. I have three of them, and they're best friends. And it was a Thanksgiving dinner. I dropped about 40 pounds from the hypnosis, and I'm sitting next to big fat Uncle Tony in the middle, <laughs> who looks at me and says, "Hey, congratulations! You've lost all that weight. I know how hard it is to lose weight. Good for you. You look fantastic." And he goes. And in six months of dropping that weight, it surprised me. I never once thought of it being hard. Which there's the story I get to plant. Which, by the way, what have I also done? I've embedded the result inside of the process. Everything is influenced. The entire process is hypnotic suggestion. Uh, I'm coming around to my style working with my clients is that hypnosis is a process of mutual psychological influence in which hypnotic phenomenon may be possible. The entire process is about influence, suggestion, and again, using their information. So now that I get them telling that story, I can tell that story to clients and they're nodding and they're going, yeah, that's what I want. And then when they're in front of me, again, telling that story, what are those things that I'm hearing? The same way, ooh, it's not a session on hypnotic techniques. Hey, between now and the next time we meet, keep track of how well things go. 
If you're up there giving that presentation and you're surprising yourself how much more comfortable you feel, that's what I want to hear the next time you're here. Or if maybe there's a moment where you're expecting a little bit of that anxiety, but then it quickly passes and again you enjoy giving that talk, I want to know about that too. Or maybe there's a little bit of that old feeling, but you use the technique that I taught you and then you're fine. I don't know which of these, tech, which of these uh, outcomes you're going to find yourself inside of, but it's your feedback that helps to guide me. A little bit of an uh, embedded thing. What did I leave out? The fourth option, it didn't work. I gave you three categories of possible results to keep track of. Amazing, really good, and good enough, but here's how I made it work. What did I also do there? I embedded the fact that I taught you a technique and you're going to use it. This is not a strike, this next statement is not a strike on the psychological you know, professions, but I had a counselor as a client and she comes in, it's I think our third appointment, and she goes, I want you to understand I'm very upset with you right now. It's like, what do you mean? She goes, you haven't done any of the things that I learned to do with my, with my patients and everything is fixed, everything is resolved. And even more so, you taught me that technique, Michael Elner, detoxing emotional triggers, the collapsing anchors. You taught me that technique and I did it. And I teach my patients mindfulness techniques all the time and they don't do it. So I thought back and I reverse engineered what you said to me and I've been copying your words and saying those words to my patients and they're all now using the techniques I teach them. How the hell did you do that? And I sit there and go, class starts in September. <laughs> so again, embedding, embedding, embedding. You had that moment where something seemed it might have been a challenge and that's when you use the technique I taught you and then you were fine. Embed the entire way through. So the expertise language, yeah, question in the back. Oh yeah, uh, Michael Elner, the late great Michael Elner, um, did a technique called uh, Detox Emotional Triggers. Um, everyone who fills out that iPad here, I'll send my video of me teaching that. Uh, it's simply collapsing anchors. Think of the bad feeling, think of the good feeling, fire them both off, future pace yourself. I'll send you the actual video I send my clients to everybody. Only because you asked. Everybody say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If I actually do it, I will. <laughs> Monday. Um, but again, be the expert. These stories that I've collated over the years. This is the, ooh, this is the bonus of this workshop. Take some time, collate your stories. What are those things that people have come through your office and what have they said that have created amazing results? These are the things I say to the people on the phone. The best business selling strategy I'm using nowadays are metaphors. Telling the stories of success. What is that doing? It's positioning, this is the guy who gets results which in this bigger picture perspective of premium clients, by the time we've gone through everything we've talked about so far, and now I land four sessions, 1,500, or in some categories, six sessions, uh, six meetings, and uh, some coaching calls for $3,000, they go, oh yeah, that makes sense. Because now it's got value behind it. Very clearly, here is the person who does this. And yes, hi, I'm Troy McClure. Here's the book I wrote for people wanting to overcome their challenges in their business. And now as I'm speaking directly to people in that industry, they're going, yeah, this is a person who's done the things that I want to do. So to think of that mindset and that expertise, this is where some of us have been told, um, leave yourself out of your process, make it about them. Well, the truth is, if you didn't get the iPad, it's back up here, I'll have it after this as well, or just see me at the table. This is where me telling that slight story to show a little bit of vulnerability. 
Well, you know, as someone who myself uh, struggled with years with my weight, here's the moment where things turned around. Think about this for a moment. Major life, ha major life changes happen in just a moment. Thank you, Ten. When you think about major shifts in your world, a relationship that either started or it stopped, it came down to a singular moment. Here's the new mind read for my stop smoking people. Let me take a guess here. You said you started around 15 years old in the forms. It was a group of friends, either you or someone else found them and uh, you played with them. And then there came a point where you can pinpoint it. That's when you professionally became a smoker. Before it was a hobby. Now it became this thing that at that specific moment, that's when you were buying it. And that's when you professionally became a smoker. That's a silly way of phrasing it, but most people understand what I mean by that, right? Yeah. But when you think about it, it wasn't even your habit in the first place, was it? No. Good. Come on back. Prestige suggestion can become a positive thing. But again, landing that right phrase at the right time, the right message at the right time. And from this mindset of, again, what have we done so far? We've got those reviews. I understand their pain points. I've used the words that they're actually looking for. I find ways to infiltrate their communities and share valuable information. Becoming really easy to find. And again, that positioning that it's a little bit more difficult to get to me, that's that expertise mindset. Where now by the time they're in front of me, again, here's the voice behind me and it's frickin' Gomez Adams, which is the most obscure reference I can go for, but that's how I think. <laughs> they know who I am at that point. Which the real mindset behind this is follow proven systems. And it's where as you work through what you do, start to systematize yourself. Every email that I send follows like one of three different formats. And what am I doing the entire way through when I'm sending out a message, whether it's to possible students, whether I'm sending out to people who have done the opt-in offers from the book, whether it's people who have seen me speak somewhere, people from my website. Dr. Leah Marvin, baby steps. The subject line is selling the next step. All it's trying to do is sell the opening of the email. Then from there, the first sentence is selling the next step of usually click this link to watch this video. Then from there, that leads into the next step, which is the here's how you learn more about this. Followed by there, deeper into the sequence, here's how you get started. Here's how you can do this even easier. To even so, look at what's working right now. This is the beauty I'm talking, preaching to the choir here, to actually look at what's working right now. To actually attend workshops like this and find, here's the strategy for this. Remember the story of being accosted in the bathroom? That doesn't work. <laughs> Instead, here's what's working now. Systems. Mind read your client. Ask them, how did you find me? Here's a question I've been asking the last couple of years, which has changed the dynamic of how I work with my clients. What was your expectation of calling me? What, did you, what do you think is going to happen when you come into the office? Because sometimes they're telling us things that we've been told. That's not what it is. Oh, I figured you'd say some magical words and help me. Well, if that's part of their expectation, I can deliver a little bit of that in the process. The way that uh, this is the whole dialogue, we all like to beat that dead horse of scripts. <laughs> scripts, if you think of every script as a transcript of one specific session with one specific client on one specific day. And it's not that this person says those words every time. Here's one specific example. But the way that the client comes in and they say to me, um, I'm coming in to quit smoking. My wife is pregnant and I've been meaning to quit smoking for years. This is why I'm in front of you right now. It's like 
up the road, you go to see a comedian and there's crowd work. Hey, what do you do? Lawyer, they've got eight minutes of jokes for that. <laughs> Teacher, they've got six minutes of jokes for that. And if you're in Phoenix, Arizona with those peanut butter and jelly people I mentioned earlier, that's where now, if you see a lawyer in that audience, same comedian, the jokes might be a little similar. So again, looking at it as systems. So it's where if I'm doing a webinar, here's my sequence for that. If I'm going about the mindset of building a new program, here's the mindset, here are the steps for that. To not have to reinvent the wheel every single time. So the mindset behind this is duplicate yourself. It's where I often would record in the early days, not just my business stuff, but also my sessions to track what is it that I was saying? What made the process work? Where did something maybe derail and not go so well? And to be able to go back and review that, become critical upon myself to go, how do I do this even better? To even take that moment and look at, okay, so here's this uh, talk that I did to a local group and the people heard me and they wanted to learn more and that worked. But then to backtrack and go, how do I make that work even better? So quite honestly, yes, I'm sharing the video of this, but that video is also for me. To play that game of leveling up the game each and every year, how do, you, how do I do this better? To learn from yourself what's working right now. So it's where the benefit of systems, a bit of a horror story. The shape of my business began, I'll come to you in a second. The shape of my business began with live network marketing. And then from there, I started to notice I was saying the same things over and over to the same people. And that's where I stood in front of the video camera and I captured that content. The same message, amateur changes their act, professional changes their audience. I brought the message to a bigger community. I used to do local meetup events. That's what eventually morphed into the podcast that I do every single week. So again, it's a similar system, just changing the dynamic of that. Here's the moment though, as much as my business is now driven by the internet, my website hosting company got hacked and none of my websites were showing up. And what did I do? Back to systems. I was at the networking meeting again, the person who sticks their fingers in your mouth, I didn't have to reinvent the wheel. So again, the mindset of what's working now, the same way that if I'm at an event, I can get up, I can talk about the public speaking. Why? Because this is stuff I've already found to work. The mindset of, again, how do I level this up year after year? You had a question, Jen? Yes. Um, when you um, take your sessions, do you have to get a release form from your client? Question, if I tape my sessions, do I have to get a release? Uh, <laughs> simply on my office forms that say sessions may be video recorded and become part of a confidential record. Uh, but for the category that I'm talking about in this example, it's not about then broadcasting that to other people. Right. I, I'd even say, and I say this sometimes in my, you know, my hypnosis training program online, hey, sometimes I pull transcriptions from sessions. I'm gonna record this, it never gets linked to you, is that okay? Just so you know that's why this device is out. And they go, ah, sure. But like I have in one of my online libraries a full you know, multiple session program with this one client, and for that one, yeah, she clearly signed a waiver. So depending on the use, different categories. You owe it to your clients to become massively successful in your own personal lives, not just your business. You owe it to your clients to become that expertise of that person so they find you even faster and realize you're the person who can serve them. You owe it to your clients to become that obvious choice that again, when they're in that place, in that state of overwhelm going, where do I get started? How do I get to this? They realize this is the one solution that's truly going to help them. You owe it to your clients. Thank you. <laughs>